Just imagine, just imagine the stress. You have a newborn, you have breast cancer, and now you're, let's be honest, you're getting the runaround from your insurance company saying that they're not going to provide this life-saving drug to you, that we're going to mail it to you. And, and let's be honest, it may or may not arrive. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. We have a really important guest today, one of our favorites. He is a wonderful humanitarian, a hard worker for the people he represents, an Iraq War veteran, now a farmer. He represents the 50th Assembly District that encompasses all of Juneau County and parts of Richland, Sauk, Vernon, and Monroe counties. He is now serving his second term. He joins us today to talk about Kareen's Law, which would end the process of white bagging in Wisconsin. Welcome back to the Fact Check Podcast, Tony Kurtz. Well, thank you very much, Jen. That was very, very kind of you, and uh, I'm a little bit humbled by that. that <laughs> it didn't have to go such in depth, but thank you. Well, we think you're a terrific guy, and you're one of our favorites, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You're doing that. great work. Um, maybe for those who don't understand, can you explain what white bagging means? Well, white bagging is something that really has just started in Wisconsin the last really 12 to 18 months. And and basically what it is, is let's say you have a, a patient that goes to the hospital and unfortunately that patient might have to go through cancer treatments. And part of that treatment is obviously chemotherapy and immunotherapy and things like that. And those, those treatments are typically infused. And just for your listeners, you know, it's, it's typically through an IV. And I think every, all your listeners had an IV and that it gets to the bloodstream faster. And, 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 and so these patients, they, they have a relationship obviously with that hospital. Their hospital accepts their insurance and they, they go in there for, for the treatment, the chemo treatment. And what's happening now, and, and these treatments are expensive, there, there is no doubt. And so right now, that patient will go in for their treatment. That treatment, uh, that chemotherapy, is literally tailored to that individual patient based on their conditions, you know, the weight, all that other stuff. And, and so then the, the patient goes into the hospital, you know, the, the clinic, the hospital, they, they give the patient the, the medication, and everything's fine. So what's happening now is insurance companies are interjecting. And what I mean by that is they're basically telling the hospitals, well, we will mail you our clinic, our pharmacy, especially pharmacy, and in many cases, not even in the state of Wisconsin, our pharmacy will mix that medication for the patient and mail it to you, and then you can administer the, the, the drugs that we, we provide you. Well, there's a lot of issues with that, and and some of those are, and what's happening in many cases, unfortunately, the patient, the, the, the medication's not arriving on time, or the medication, as many, especially all your listeners have probably had somebody in their family that has, has, has cancer, unfortunately, you know, the patient goes in, and on that day, their conditions may change, so the medication that was mailed to them might not be the right mixture for that day based on that patient's condition on that day. And, and unfortunately they can't use that medication and the, and the pharmacy at the hospital isn't allowed to reformulate that. So what's happening, a lot of this medication has to get destroyed. And with the supply chain issue we're having, I think all your listeners know the supply chain issue and that some of these drugs, I mean, they're fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a dose 
So Corrine is just this wonderful young lady who was eight months pregnant with her first child. And, and once again, you can imagine the excitement of that, that pregnancy, your first child. And unfortunately, eight months into her pregnancy, it was discovered that she had breast cancer. And so they they induced her, and uh, so they delivered the baby at, at around eight-month mark. The baby's wonderful. The baby's fine. But six days later, after the birth of her first child, she has to immediately go into chemotherapy treatment. And shortly after her treatment and, and in her treatment regimen, it was the insurance company basically said, well, we're not going to we're not going to honor we're not going to honor these uh, these drugs anymore. We're going to mail them to you. And just imagine, just imagine the stress. You have a newborn, you have breast cancer, and now you're let's be honest, you're getting the runaround from your insurance company saying that they're not going to provide this life-saving drug to you, that we're going to mail it to you. And and let's be honest, it may or may not arrive. And that's the essence of this bill, and I give her a, a tremendous amount of credit for coming forward. Now, luckily, the hospital in Eau Claire fought on her behalf, and the insurance company gave her a 90-day exemption. But after that 90 days, they weren't going to honor anything. And so this is a practice that, like I said, it, it, is, a, it is a way for the insurance companies to save money. And with these prices of drugs, yes, they are very expensive, but we are jeopardizing patient care, patient safety, and just the stress. I mean, we had a gentleman in the Reedsburg area that four different occasions, his medication did not arrive on time. So can you just imagine, Jen, you, you, you make an arrangement to go to the hospital. In some cases, a lot of these patients may have to have somebody drive them. You, you, you might have to take a day off. You go in and only to be told, well, your medication didn't arrive. And this happened to one gentleman four different times. And after the fourth time, he just gave up. He said, I'm not doing this. It's just too much stress on me to go through this treatment and not have the medication arrive on time. It's hard enough to be sick. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so what this bill will do is basically going to is is going to outlaw white bagging. And what's happening now is a lot of hospitals are simply not allowing it in their facilities. And so what happens with patients is if their insurance company doesn't, I mean, is, is doing one of this white bagging, that patient will have to go to a different hospital. And let's be honest, you know, we're, we live in a beautiful rural area and healthcare, uh, you know, some, we have to drive. You know, a lot of our communities, we have to drive. And so just imagine you, you have that local hospital, say, in, in Hillsboro or, or in Boston. Now your insurance company is saying, no, we're, not, we're, we're going to do white bagging, and that hospital is not going to let us do it. So you've got to go to, I don't know, Black River Falls or what, something like that. It's just, it, it just puts a lot of stress on patients. And it, and it doesn't need to be that way because the hospitals right now, they can do that. You know, they can, they've formulating these drugs for the last several years, and they can do it. They've been doing it. They've been doing it safely, professionally, and um, it's just let, let, let the system we have in place work, and uh, this way bagging does need to stop. Do you have bipartisan support? We actually do. Uh, Senator Howard Markline um, is obviously one of the Senate leads also, Senator uh, Albert Darling. Senator John Erpenbach is actually a Democrat from, the, you know, this 
Sauk County, uh, McGain County area. Evan Gorky uh, sits with me on the Joint Finance Committee. He's a, a Democrat from the Milwaukee area. So yes, we do have bipartisan support, and I'm, 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 I'm that that's very reassuring. That it's, it, this shouldn't be a Republican Democrat issue. I mean, this is bottom line. This is about patient patient safety, and caring for those that are going through just an unbelievable time in their life. The last thing they need to do is is fight with their insurance company to get the medication that could literally save their lives. When do you think this bill might be brought for a vote? Well, we're gonna we got to go through the committee process. Obviously, we're going to probably, hopefully it's going to get referred to the Committee on Health. Uh, that's that I do a formal letter asking for that. I've talked to the chair of the health committee. Is name. that Senator Pat Teston? Uh, so Senator Teston's on the Senate side. And so, yeah, what we'll, we'll, Senator Darling hopefully is going to request that the, the health committee on the Senate side holds the hearing. But I know on the assembly side, we're going to get the committee of health. And that's Jim, uh, Representative Joe Sanfilippo, who's the chair of that. I actually had a conversation with Joe yesterday. He wants the bill. He wants to have a good hearing on it. And so the goal is to get a hearing as soon as possible uh, and then, you know, get, get this start going through the process and get a vote in the assembly, hopefully that first week, you know, as soon as we are in January. I mean, we've got to go through the process. We want to have public hearings. We want to get, we want to get people like Corinne down to Madison to testify. And that's the other interesting thing, Bill. The more we talk about this, I just had a colleague today, Representative Jimmy, Jimmy Edmond, that said, hey, that happened to me. And so as this more and more people learn about it, they realize, hey, wait a minute, that happened to me. That happened to a family member. So this is this is something that is resonating with folks because it may have happened to them or a loved one. And so uh, that that's you know this is like to me is just a no brainer. It's not a it's not a Republican. It's not a Democrat issue. It's the right thing to do for our for our, our healthcare system and for our patients. So just to be clear. The way the process should work would be that the doctor writes the prescription for an infusion or an injection, and he sends it uh, to uh, a pharmacy, right? And a lot of times those pharmacies will be right in the hospital. And what you're saying is those pharmacies have the ability to uh, mix those, uh, those drugs as needed. Is that right? That's correct. So to, just to go back to your scenario, you're right. The, the doc writes that prescription. And so he orders that prescription for that patient. That patient sets, you know, sets a time up. It could be the next day. It could be two days later. The pharmacy gets that order. The pharmacy, the pharmacy inside the hospital, you know, has those supplies or orders those supplies. They're mixed. They're ready. In many cases, these 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 uh, these medications mixed in the hospital are only mixed that day the patient arrives. So my point earlier when I was talking about. When a patient has to come in, you know, for that appointment, their condition may change. They may have something going on that, that they can still get their treatment, but they're going to maybe lower the dose or they're going to do something differently. Well, they can do that that day when they're mixing that and that patient is in, in the clinic waiting for the infusion. You know, it, it, it's made that within <laughs> really minutes sometimes when that patient's waiting for it. So just imagine, back that up, you know, you're, you're getting a clinic that or a pharmacy that could be one out of state and they're mixing that mixture on what the doctor might have prescribed a week earlier. And then they're, they're putting that in the mail system or carrier system, and then it's getting shipped to the hospital. So 
as many of your listeners know, unfortunately, you know, we have shortages of people everywhere. And, and the mail system and the courier system and all the transportation systems not working too hot right now. And so things have been getting delayed. And, and, and so just imagine that gets delayed, the patient shows up, medication's not there. So to your point, Bill, right now it's working. It, it's working when the hospital, the pharmacy in the hospital does the medications for that patient. And, and that's, that's all we're saying in this bill, in this bill is, hey, let's keep it the way it is. This is something, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, um, Senator Erpenbach uh, sits on the Joint Finance Committee, um, also Representative Gorky. I don't think those two individuals would be on this bill unless the governor um, thought this was a good idea. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I think this says, like I said earlier, this is bipartisan. This shouldn't be a Republican or Democrat issue. Um, and just from the, the information that I have been told, the governor is, is supportive of this. Well, that's fantastic. We wish you the best of luck. Well, I appreciate you uh, having me on and, and covering this. I mean, like I said, this is, it, it's just amazing the different stories that we have heard over the last week. Have, have people saying, hey, you know, that happened to me. That happened to a loved one. And, and like I said, I had it happen today with one of my colleagues, Representative Edmund, uh, came out and said, hey, that happened to me. And so it's just, it's resonating with folks. So thank you for covering. Well, the people of Wisconsin are lucky to have you, Tony Kurtz. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. Now you can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts.